0: What a morning in central Indiana, are you kidding me? It's just about sunrise. We're outside. We got a little bit of a late start today, so we get to come outside. Reward yourself for being late once in a while. That's the, that's the moral of this story. All right, let's talk about the Colts. Chris Ballard talked yesterday to the media. I didn't think it was satisfactory compared with Chris Ballard's other performances. Compared to some GMs, he is very revealing very open about how he does business. What he had to say yesterday in particular about the extension of Quentin Nelson and the negotiations toward that extension, I didn't think revealed enough. And and I thought on one level, kind of silly and evasive. We'll talk about that. I want to thank you very much, Gary. Good morning, boss. If I ever see you at a Colts game? <laughs> I'm yelling this at breakfast with Ken. I will come up and give you a big hug. That's a promise. Thank you for the donation. Um, The practice squad was announced. We'll go over those. There's one guy missing from the practice squad, and I don't know why. An IU grad has made the 53-man roster for the Cowboys. That is a good thing. We'll talk about Indiana football just a little bit as we are on the eve of the opening game of their season against Illinois at Memorial Stadium. Tony Larusa. Out indefinitely. Angel Hernandez evidently was stripped of a World Series assignment because let's face it, he sucks as an umpire. Comes win last night. We got plenty to talk about. This is Breakfast with Ken for Thursday, September 1st, 2022, brought to you by the great people at BUSR. You want to get into sports wagering? This is how you do it you deposit a thousand at busr.ag link at the bottom of the page and they will match that thousand bucks up to a thousand bucks they'll match and if you do the thousand they give you 25 casino chips just cuz they want to be nice people it's the way they operate Uh Indiana a three-point favorite tomorrow night we got to talk a little bit about that let's talk about the Colts but first hit the subscribe button smash that like button ring the bell donate if you got a mind too, like Gary did. Thank you so much. And let's talk about sports. Do you know what I use to record these podcasts? It's Anchor by Spotify. It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone Or a computer. It's all really, really easy. It's all really intuitive. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast. All right. Chris Ballard, yesterday, talking about the Quentin Nelson extension, he said, You pay your best players regardless of position. He's special. He's special to us. All right. Look, you don't pay guards the way you pay quarterbacks. You don't pay guards the way you pay elite-level wide receivers. You don't pay guards the way you pay elite-level edge guys. You just don't do it. If the Colts need to go into next year having uh, franchised, putting a franchise tag on Quentin Nelson, that's fine. I don't expect Chris Ballard to get into the nitty-gritty of the contract negotiations, but to say things like, you know, you pay your special players, as though there's some kind of special fund for special players is just silly. We know how things operated under Bill Pullein. Guards weren't a revolving door, right? Tackles, you paid. Edge guys, like Mathis and Freedy, you paid. Linebackers, like Cato June, like Marcus Peterson, uh, like Washington, they were constantly coming and going there were guys you paid and guys you didn't pay and it didn't matter whether they were special they were measured based upon positional need you needed the Colts in the 2000s and we always measure against the Colts in the 2000s because let's face it they went to two Super Bowls they won a championship they won 12 games a year seven straight years so measuring against the teams of the 2000s I think makes a lot of sense they had a hierarchy of needs positionally, and it worked. Tackle, left tackle, spent. Tarek Lent, they spent on. Jeff Saturday, they spent on it. center, right? Ryan Deem, they spent on at, at right tackle. The guards, wee! Jake Scott, those guys, they came and they went, right? That's the way it worked. They bracketed the mediocrity with really, really good. And I don't mean to say that the guards guards weren't necessarily mediocre in terms of where they stood among guards, but they were mediocre in terms of their need, right? You need tackles, guards, best guards in the history of the NFL, best guards of the last 40 years. Larry Allen, the list is very, very short, right? Championship winning guards. Now, championship-winning quarterbacks, we know who the hell they are. You don't pay a guard like a like a quarterback. And again, if you need to franchise Quentin Nelson, you franchise him. If, if you're going to be better, you have a specific amount of money you can allocate to paying players. That's the hard salary cap in the NFL, and that's the magic of the NFL. There are no exceptions. You can't go into a luxury tax in the NFL. So you've got to be austere at a level in the NFL that you can't be or that you, you, aren't, you aren't restricted to in the NBA or Major League Baseball. That is the way it works. And paying Quentin Nelson, he said on the Dan Dockett's radio show when Dan brought up $18 million. I think Dan said 16 to $18 million for Quentin Nelson. And Chris Ballard kind of, I don't know whether it's going to be that much. Okay, well, it seems like it's going to be that much or more if you want to get that done. And if you want to franchise him, it's not going to be quite that much. So if you have a specific amount of money you can spend on your roster, you want to spend the least amount you can on a guard so you can afford a quarterback, so you can afford an extension for Jonathan Taylor and Michael Pittman. Now, we love Quentin Nelson, but is he as important to this team as Jonathan Taylor or Michael Pittman or Matt Ryan or Yannick Ngakwe, we hope, right? No, he's not. And you saw it with Mark Lewinsky. Mark Lewinsky, right, got cut. Colts pick him up. He starts, you know, like 60 games for the Colts. That's guards. That's what you got with guards. You can win a championship with two mediocre guards. You cannot win a championship. With a mediocre number one wide receiver or a mediocre quarterback or a mediocre edge rush guy. You can't. So there is a hierarchy, and to not acknowledge that hierarchy of needs, right? Not to be confused with Maslow's hierarchy of needs, which we all learned about in psych class and college. Not to acknowledge that is just not cricket and kind of plays us for fools. As we sit and and we allow, as as a media group, Chris Ballard, the latitude to answer questions in the way he sees fit. It's just silly. Um, Franchise him. That's the worst that happens. If you can franchise a guy for 15, why are you going to pay him 20? You know? You you don't, the back, you got physical issues with Quentin Nelson you're not sure about. You don't know what kind of a football player he's going to be in year 10 of his career. This is year 5, right? 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, yep, 5. Next year is going to be 6. There's a ticking clock on his productivity and his excellence. Last year, you know what? He wasn't the road greater than he was. He had a pretty good run blocker, but not that good a pass protector last year practice squad enough about Quentin Nelson I hope he gets paid all he's worth I just want to see Chris Ballard with enough money to pay everybody else what they're worth and that's what Chris Ballard wants and that's all he's got to say we'll accept that Um, they re-signed Dennis Kelly which is a good thing Uh, he's a fifth-round draft pick in 2012 to the Eagles he's also played for the Titans and Packers he is a good depth piece on that offensive line. Practice squad, Curtis Brooks, good uh, because we like Curtis Brooks. Tony Brown on the practice squad as a cornerback. Okay. Cameron Klein, defensive end. Kiki QT, uh, wide receiver. Marcel Debo, uh, safety. Ethan Fernea, wide receiver. I love that Ethan Fernea made it. Former walk on at UCLA, good for him. Uh, Nicola Kalinick. The tight end, Jordan Murray, offensive tackle, who is, like, he's big, but he's got to learn how to play the position. Maybe he can. He can't teach that kind of size. Devontae Price running back. Will Redmond, a safety. Forrest Ryan, a linebacker, who I think, coming into camp, you know what? He had a claim on a roster spot. Didn't get it. He's on the practice squad. Uh Jared Scott, tight end. Chris Wilcox, cornerback. Chris Williams, um... So, But the one guy that's missing is Michael Jacobson, who I thought had maybe a, a small chance of making the 53-man and then a really good chance of being a practice squad guy. I think maybe negotiations. Michael Jacobson thinks that maybe something else can be worked out with another team. We'll see if that comes to pass. Peyton Hendershot. How about Peyton Hendershot making the roster with the Cowboys, made the 53-man out of Indiana University. Good for Him, good for Peyton Henderson, or Hendershot. Made me feel good. Indiana opens up tomorrow night against Illinois at Memorial Stadium in Bloomington. Man, you got to reestablish trust, right, with the Indiana fan base. Kind of thought in 19 and 20 that this thing had gotten spun around, and all of a sudden we were going to be kind of mediocre in the Big Ten East, which is huge for Indiana. Not so much last year. Owen nine in the Big Ten. Ye ye. That season, you talk about momentum and how one game can change a season. That game against Cincinnati, absolutely pivoted that season. And and you know what? Getting McFadden thrown out, McFadden thrown out, and it was nonsense. And that changed that game fundamentally and I think sent that season in a completely different direction. We'll see what happens this year. Eight o'clock tomorrow night, FS1. Really looking forward to seeing what Indiana can do this year. We'll see with Tom Allen. Serena won last night in three over the number two seed, she's 40. She has won matches at the US Open in the 90s, 2000s, 2010, and 2020s. That's unbelievable. That's like when we were kids, If there was somebody who had won a match someplace in the 40s, winning matches in the 70s, that's crazy. I don't know if Ken Rosewall did that. I know Ken Rosewall was, like, really, really old, cool sideburns, moved really well, beautiful backhand, right? But, uh, wow, this is longevity, and it's fun, and ESPN's playing it up to the hilt, but you know what? That's fine. What the hell? Uh, Angel Hernandez, we don't talk about baseball much, but we know this, right? If you know baseball, you know that Angel Hernandez sucks as an umpire. His strike zone is wobbly. He is terrible on the bases. He is just awful. And he's suing Major League Baseball because he's not getting plum assignments. Uh, turns out that Angel Hernandez lost a World Series assignment in 2018 because of three blown calls in the American League Divisional Series between the Yankees and the Red Sox that were overturned by video. They said, we can't have this guy officiate and umpire a World Series. And they were right. Major League Baseball did the right thing for once. Keep Angel Hernandez off important games. How he is still... Employed as a major league umpire is an anathema to logic. Fire him once and for all. Angel Hernandez is this generation's Greg Benet. If you're around in the 90s, you remember Greg Benet, a terrible, terrible umpire. You could tell he was on the field without looking at the number, you could tell he was there by the calls he made during a game. Awful. Uh, Tony LaRussa is out indefinitely as the manager of the White Sox because of a health issue. Miguel Cairo takes over, former Cub, former lot of teams. Uh, Sox won last night, 4-2, ending a five-game losing streak. The Cubs, they win 7-5 last night, Reyes with a home run over the Blue Jays. Good, finally, in the win column for the Cubs. We still root for the Cubs. Look, Tom Ricketts neither bought my love for the Cubs, nor can he ruin my love for the Cubs. I'm still going to love the Cubs right? I just don't like Tom Ricketts. Those things, those run on two distinctly different paths. I'm not going to go to games because I'm not putting money in Ricketts' pocket, but I'm still going to love the Cubs. Uh, birthdays, Terry Lautz, happy birthday, Brittany Marie, Bonnie Serber, happy birthday, the great Scott Clink, celebrating a birthday, the great Jim Denny, uh, happy birthday, Terry Bowers, Sarah Conley-Norman, and Dan Williamson. Happy birthday. If today's your birthday, you celebrate like hell. If it's not your birthday, you celebrate somebody else that is best done with an honest and specific compliment. Sometimes we kind of we roll through that. We rip through it really quickly. But it's really important, and it's the point of everything that we do. Pay somebody a specific compliment, a nice compliment. You think good of somebody? Say it. It's just that easy. It lifts us. I got a compliment a couple of days ago that meant something to me. It's very, very nice.